0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Made on Purpose. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Made on Purpose. Mm -hmm. So today I get the special treat of sitting down with Simon Steele, who just happens to be my husband and the love of my life. (laughs) Seriously, some of the, well, I can't say some, literally every conversation that I love the most is ones that I get to have with him. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so when the lord brought me simon and brought simon me he knew that we both in our own way have a gift of gab yeah but we also like to think deep and to have somebody to bounce the thoughts off of and to uh regurgitate and go back and forth and you know Without fail, every time I have a conversation with Simon, he will start to just like out of this well that's in him, bring up (laughs) scriptures. He say, you know, that reminds me of this one time, you know, when the Israelites, blah, 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 or the prophet Daniel, you know, and you're like, uh, suddenly I don't feel like I know my Bible quite as well as I used to. But the Lord has brought me true riches by bringing me Simon as a husband. And so I'm so happy to be able to share some of our conversations with you all now Mm -hmm. and to have him with me on the podcast.
1: Well, thank you. Honored to be here. <laughs> oh,
0: but, um. Okay, so made on purpose. Made on purpose, obviously, the, the name kind of says it all. But this passion that the Lord's put in me is to ignite a sense of purpose in people, that God has put something in you that's important, that's unique, and he has something for you to do. Mm-hmm. You know. And so oftentimes, we can come across things in life and feel like, we've kiboshed this ability or or our chances of walking in purpose, walking out what God has for us. So as I was pondering this on our walk the other night, I had some questions come to mind that I hadn't actually really thought about before. And and we were talking about sports actually, and and my ex-husband, he had um, started playing hockey for the first time, I think in his 30s, and discovered that he was absolutely amazing at it. And everybody he was playing with in the rec league said, you know, if you had started earlier, you would have gone pro. And I was thinking about that and talking about that because my sons are athletically gifted. And I know they always wanted to play hockey, but that was never something that I could afford as a single mom, money-wise or Mm time-wise. And my one son in particular, I know he's quite natural when he slips on a pair of skates. If he had had the opportunity, he would have been really good. And I was suddenly thinking just the other night, did I in some way hinder him from something that God had for him because I didn't provide him an opportunity Mm -mm. where there was obviously a natural talent? And, you know, all those thoughts, you know, raise up a child in the way he should go, you know, according to their bent is what that verse means. So according to what's in them, it's up to us to learn those little pieces of their giftings and talents. And did did I miss it? Is he somehow, you know not going to step into the fullness of what God has for him because he could have been a pro hockey player maybe you know and so I was like why am I thinking about this I've never really been concerned about that and I can't say I'm overly concerned now but it just caused me to go down this interesting path of thought
1: yeah of um as you're saying like you raise a child in the way they're meant to go and almost the role and responsibilities that you have in providing the best uh, environment, opportunities for your child and say, you know, if you missed a gift, was there, you know, was there a path perhaps they were meant to walk, but now they can't because, because we dropped the ball or something like that. And just to, and can you do that or not? Just those kind of pondering questions.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, can we, as a parent, put such huge roadblocks in front of our kids that they won't be able to step into the specific things that God has for them? I remember on a number of times, you know, it comes up as memes and whatever, but I'm sure some. Fantastic, famous preacher probably said it somewhere. You are not clever enough, smart enough, (laughs) strong enough to do anything that would remove the call and purpose of God from your life. Hmm. You can't mess up so bad that you can't. And that honestly makes me think too, because I'm like, really, can you not? Can you really not mess up so bad that you completely obliterate your opportunity to step into the purpose that God had planned for you? (laughs) Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, wow, that's, that's actually a massive kind of question because my thinking is, I don't know, it's almost like a yes and no kind of a thing. Right. Like at the end of the day, God's sovereign, you know, we talked about that verse when he said, you know, I'm throwing a banquet, go invite my friends and they're like, ah, I got a cow. Ah, I'm doing something, ah, I'm too busy. He's like, okay, well then go invite the other people and go to the highways and byways because my banquet hall will be full. So even though people's choices made it look different, but at the end, God's will was done and his banquet was full. So it makes me think like how there's perhaps, again, at the end of the day, God's purposes will be fulfilled. But maybe it was a not an optimal path to get there.
0: Yeah. I think, too, you know how the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, in that sense, I can totally jump on the you can never screw up so bad that you will, you know forfeit the gifts and calling of God on your life. But I, I also think that there's a level of responsibility involved mm-hmm. in there too. And so we'll have to, I have to back up a little bit. So as a parent, can I put roadblocks into my children's success and my children's ease of stepping into what God has for them? I think that I can, mm-hmm. knowingly and unknowingly. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that I've, I've wrecked their chances? I don't think so. Like, no. I mean, I look at my life, I look at your life. You know, I, I went through an abusive marriage. I, I went through things as a child. And I could look back on my life and say, well, I my, my life was hijacked. I had trauma and trauma and trauma and trauma. You know, I had heartbreaking rejection and loneliness and all of that. And you say, well, life did me bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I could slip into this victim mentality. And could things have been different? Could I have been born into... Uh, a more affluent family, you know, could I have been afforded more opportunity perhaps? Mm-hmm. Um, could I have gotten a university education perhaps, you know?
1: Yeah. It's hard to like when, cause again, God's view is eternal. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He exists outside of time. So in one way, it's almost really hard to grasp what the full will of God is, like you know, the ultimate purpose, the end, 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 yes. end, the eternal end goal. And uh, when you were just talking there too, it made me think of the other parable where the the master went out and hired workers and said, you know, I'll give you whatever it was, a denarii or X amount of dollars to work my field. Mm-hmm. They said, sure. And he went around through the day. And at the end of the day, the last guys like seemed like it maybe worked an hour, but they got paid the same. And the guys at first were like, well, what are you doing? But the master's response was like, oh, this is my money. I'm going to pay what I do. Mm -hmm. It just made me think, you know, what if, you know, the first three quarters of your life, you were, you know, shortchanged and you're starting way behind the eight ball and and all that. But that doesn't mean in that last little quarter that God's rewards are, you know, you still have that same opportunity to work in his field and kind of get that same reward that the master wants to give all the people. Because I think responsibility is definitely there. You know, Paul and Curtis always, you know, put away malice, put away slander, put, you know, there's these things you should take care of, you know, all these things, fan into flames that the gifts that were in you and laying on of hands. Like there's all these things, you know, study to show yourself approved. Like there's a totally an element of responsibility for the gifts we have and to steward them and to, to use them for the glory of God. It's
0: regardless of your life circumstance yes. or what you've been through. Yeah. he didn't say fan into flame the gifts, you know, that God's put in you unless of course your husband treated you badly mm-hmm. or unless of course you've had a child walk away from the faith or unless of course someone someone died untimely uh, in your life and left a gaping hole. So mm-hmm. as long as nothing bad has ever happened to you yeah. and life has never changed course <laughs> on you unexpectedly, yeah. then go ahead and fan into flame the mm-hmm. gifts that God's put into you and, and, to, and steward them and study to show yourself approved. So I feel like what I see in that is God's not actually giving you an excuse no. to to abdicate mm-hmm. living for Him and and seeking out what is it that you have for me to do.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Because you know, as I said, maybe I was born into a more affluent house, maybe I was born with more opportunities, maybe this, maybe that. And Jesus says, "Well, you need to be born again." You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. let's start together let's start here. And move forward, not to say that there isn't consequences or actions or healing that has to be happened in deliverance, obviously that too, but it's just, you know, God sits on his throne and laughs at the schemes of wicked men, you know, it says in, in uh, Psalms. And it's a really fine line. Like I don't, because we do, we have responsibility and God is sovereign. They both coexist at the same time and how to, to, to walk that out. Like you're saying that kind of almost like misnomer, like, um, once my poop's in a group, mm-hmm. then then I'm in God's plan, then I'm in God's will. But it's always a continuous working out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's always a step-to-step walk and the ultimate, you know, God's ultimate purpose is for us to know him. Mm -hmm. So we talked a bit last night too, like how, you know, maybe we didn't provide a sports opportunity. Maybe we didn't, uh, couldn't invest as much as we wanted to because of the circumstances of life and everything like that and us being healed from our own stuff, the word dragging into everything at the same time. But did we, did we show him Jesus? Did we share the gospel? Because that is an eternal reward and the ultimate, ultimate purpose. And when that gets, and that happens, you know, wherever you're starting from, you now have, you know, the spirit of God and, and a purpose in every step kind of a thing.
0: That's exactly right. And I'm so glad you brought that up, the, the chief end of man, like <laughs> we thought, what's the chief end of man? What's yeah. our purpose? And if we go back to the Garden of Eden, hmm. where God, when God created Adam and Eve, it's like it said that Adam walked and talked with God in the cool of the day in the garden. So we were created for relationship with God. God created mm-hmm. us for relationship with Him, and then mm-hmm. sin entered, and that was broken.
1: Yeah, messed everything up.
0: Messed everything <laughs> up. And so when Jesus came and He rebuilt that bridge between us and God, where we can we can literally now we can walk and talk with God. We don't have to you know make an animal sacrifice in order to come before Him in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can literally be driving our car and talking with the Lord. You know, yeah. every day as we're walking through our day, so we can have that fellowship and communion. That is the chief fundamental love God and to glorify him. Mm-hmm. So that relationship. So if you want to boil it all down, which I believe in unique and individual purpose and giftings in every single one of us, I think we're uniquely and beautifully made. But I think we can also start to lean a little heavy on the the me and, and the I, mm-hmm. and we get off focus it's all about my purpose my individual thing and yes you have those don't discount them Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day let me just say it this way (laughs) i just feel like it's it's such a big concept yet it's so simple yeah is the you know life life did me bad all these things happen to me. I've been the the butt end of so many bad circumstances. So what's the hope for me? What do I actually have to offer? I'm in a hole in more ways than one. You know, all those types of things. There's, I'm not saying anything specific because if I get too specific, someone will say, well, that's not me. Mm-hmm. So just apply the concept of the idea. So here you are in this situation where you actually are sitting in a victim mindset. And we've all been there, but it's time to get out of that because God heals He restores, He redeems, He redeems your lost time, He Mm -hmm. heals the hurts, He heals the wounds, and He restores. Mm -hmm. So who cares? I mean, not in a heartless kind of way, (laughs) but we don't need to put so much weight on what's gone on before, you know, in our years past, because God promises to work all things for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Mm -hmm. I remember, I will never forget, and I hope that I never forget the emotional stuff that I was walking through to it. I actually love it when the Lord allows me to still feel. But, you know, standing in my bathroom alone as a single mother, my kids are not with me. And, you know, I've gone through a bottle of wine. I'm in mourning. I'm I'm lonely. I'm depressed. I'm at the end of my rope. And I literally say to God, if it wasn't for my kids, I'd walk out in front of the last bus. And I'm like, God, I don't think I can do another day. I, I think I can't do this. And do you know what kept me going? Hmm. That little light at the bottom of the darkest place was that I felt God say to me, this is not the end. And I promise I'll bring good from this. Mm -hmm. I will bring purpose from this. Just keep on going. I'm going to see you through. And I fell to the floor in my bathroom and I sobbed heaps of tears, Mm. ugly, ugly cry (laughs) with the Lord. But he was there with me. You know, So in my most broken, what did he speak to my heart? Mm. Purpose. Yeah.
1: The story's not over.
0: The story's not over. The story's not over. That song, as long as he's in it, Mm. it's not finished. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter what you've been through in life, that's not an excuse for not engaging God and saying, what do you have for me today? What Mm -hmm. do you have for me this week, this year, this next five years? I want to do it. You know, it doesn't matter what's gone before. In fact, what's gone before, God will use Mm -hmm. to propel you into what he has for you. He will turn the bad into fruit yeah. that you can give. He will, that healing now you can share.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, God's goodness is so good. Yeah. It can override all the bad that happened when we're walking with him and submitting to him. And like uh, what you're saying there too, just made me think how when Paul was saying, you know, uh, in light of eternity, when, you know, in Colossians, I think it is, he talks about how, you know, set your mind on the things above, not on the things below. And um, sometimes it seems like a cheap Christian answer, you know, but you will know, we'll have eternity with God because again, it's like saying a trillion dollars. That number is so huge. We don't actually even know what it means. Yeah, It's so big. Something like if you, there's 86,400 seconds in a day. If you got paid $1 for every second, it would take something like 11 days to become a millionaire. And it would take something like 40 years to become a billionaire. Because that number is so much bigger than a million, but we just say billions next to a million. So no, 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 no. And so we try to quantify it, but we can't. And eternity is so huge. It can seem like a, a cheap Christian answer that, you know, we can live an eternal life because it's, i think hard to fully grasp because we live in time and we, right. we see death and life and passing over kind of a thing but how like you were saying like the story's not over the story's not over the story's not over mm. so no matter where you start you but you start walking with god you're now walking in purpose and fulfilling his purpose and his will because you're walking with him i can't remember the exact words but at the end of the narnia series in the last battle When they finally get to enter into Aslan's land, you know, it's like they're crossing over into heaven and they finally get to be there. Every tear is wiped away. And they look back on their life and they realize that their whole life was actually nothing, but just the cover page to the story. Mm -hmm. And now the story truly begins. And every chapter is better than the next. Mm -hmm. And if we can kind of have that in mind, the story's not over. The story's not over. Mm -hmm. Eternal life actually is real. And we're going that way. And we need to let people know. (laughs)
0: We're dealing with what people know. And so to go back to my original thought that started this whole conversation, Mm -hmm. can you do things or not do things that actually hinder your child from fulfilling everything that God has put in them to be and to do? I think the answer, like he said, is actually yes and no. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, is that no matter where you are in life, no matter You know, where that child comes to the point of recognition, like, oh, there's something in me, or I want to live for the Lord. You know, when they make the decision to live for the Lord and the Holy Spirit starts showing them, you know, see this natural ability you have? You can actually use that to glorify me. Mm -hmm. And it becomes their responsibility. Yeah, That will always be there no matter what the circumstance. So let's say he could have played pro and he didn't. But you know what? Maybe he will join a rec league. Maybe he will help younger skaters. And he'll be a light and he'll bring Jesus wherever he goes. Because now the, the focus isn't, well, what's in me that's been abandoned? Mm, yeah, it's that's it. what did you put in me yeah. that I can now turn and use to glorify you? Yeah. What did you put in me that now you're going to bring good out of for your glory, Mm-mm. not for mine?
1: Yeah. Because I think whenever it ends with us, we're off base. Yeah. You know, what was my purpose? What was my journey? What was my thing? How did God make me? Yes, there are, are truths in that, but you know. He made us to love him and love our neighbor, you know, Yeah. be blessed to be a blessing. Like, you know, we're meant to lay down our lives. We're meant to serve. And so if if we stop our own story just at us, that story's not over either. No. It keeps going. It actually goes through you and past you to those around you.
0: And it'll affect the generations. (laughs) You know, when our children see us learning to grasp on obedience to the Lord. Mm-hmm. One of the revelations I've had over the last several months is walking in your purpose is not actually that complicated. It's simple, but it's not easy.
1: Mm-hmm. And that
0: is obedience. Yeah. So learning again, like when that relationship is restored, when we can walk and talk with the father, we can walk and talk with God, mm-hmm. we have that relationship, the communion, so to speak, Yeah. he will lead us. The Bible says that your word is a light unto my path. Mm -hmm. A lamp lamp. into my feet and a light into my path. There we go. And that he will direct our steps. Mm -hmm. You know, we make our plans. He'll direct our steps. So, but you have to be in relationship with him. Yeah. And you still have a daily choice and a weekly choice and a monthly choice. You know, when the Lord reveals, hey, I want you to move in this direction. I'm not talking about, should I wear a blue shirt or a red shirt? I'm talking about, you know, I think you guys should be getting ready to move. I want you to start clearing out this. I want you to deal with this attitude in your life. You know, walking in obedience to the direction that he gives us, no matter mm. what it is. Yeah. That's walking out your purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think, just reading in John today too, he said, Jesus said, you know, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Yeah. And that always seemed like I uh, got you by the collar, you know, if you love me, you'd really do a type of a thing that's, you know, our distorted mm-hmm. kind of sinful nature view of things. But when you think about it, you know, if we did love him, we would obey him because he has nothing but the best for us. Mm -hmm. And it glorifies him when we do it. Like that's, that's the fulfilling of the purpose. It's not, it's not a, a pet on the leash that he gets to bark commands at. It's that relational aspect. And it reveals our love is in our submission and obedience to him because that's the best thing for us. Yeah. You know,
0: Mm-hmm. yeah this is it's a very interesting conversation to have mm-hmm. and I think just being able to understand you're created unique you're created special and yes God has put giftings and talents in you but mm-hmm. just because you maybe missed getting a full and elaborate way to express that as a child or in your young adulthood or you know even in middle life let's say you're a senior life has not passed you by again God restores and God redeems he can still use what he's put in you mm-hmm. should you now surrender it to the Lord yeah. and steward it you know No, just make the choice now. Mm -hmm. And he will use you in ways that are unique from other people. But again, the sole purpose is to love God and have communion with him. Mm. And then God gave us, Jesus gave his disciples the Great Commission. Yeah, go. To go
1: and share the gospel, to Mm -hmm. share him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, that's the ultimate purpose. Yes. A tree glorifies God by being a tree. Yeah. So you being Pamela glorifies God. Mm -hmm. And we learn who we are, how you created and be. Like you said, being in submission and uh obedience to him.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's awesome. I think this is a great segue into being able to stay tuned in for our next episode because our next episode, um, we're gonna be talking about this buzz phrase, this catchphrase, be authentic. Hmm. Be you. You do you, I'll do me. <laughs> you know, authenticity. Yeah. And how genuine is that really? So yeah, we'll wrap this one up and You know what? You were created for purpose. You were made on purpose. Mm -hmm. You have unique calling and giftings in you. And yeah, you know what? Your life hasn't been so bad, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, that God can't restore that Mm -hmm. and start to use what he's put in you if you surrender it to him. Absolutely. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Made on Purpose. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to follow, subscribe, and share so that we can share this story with others.